Hello, hello, and hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, I am so beyond excited to have today's special, special guest today. My friend, my mentor, my coach, Paz Avivi, <laughs> and Paz is so incredibly amazing. He is the definition of a serious entrepreneur.、Uh, he came from a really tough background with a lot of challenges, obstacles. Yet he found his way to turn on his superpower, and by age of thirty, he has owned over twenty businesses and started a global real estate investment group at age of thirty-two. Wow! So incredible. <laughs> And today he is an elite mindset coach with a dedication to help entrepreneurs and leaders around the globe to make this world a better place. And in addition to all those amazing things that he done, what I love most about Paz is his beautiful heart and how sincere, how loving he always is. With that, I am just so beyond honored, excited. Welcome, Paz. Thank you so much for coming, joining us. Welcome to the show.、Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm、uh, really excited to share my story here and、uh, inspire other people. And one thing that I do want to say is,、um, I pretty much、uh, decided to tell my story、uh, about a week or two ago. You know,、um, I kept my story a secret because I gotta be honest. You know, I gotta be honest. I was ashamed if people knew the real story. You know, people see me as successful, rich, always have nice cars, nice clothes, nice properties, real estate. You know, I I used to own a lot of businesses back in Israel,、uh, but nobody got to see the real dark side of entrepreneurship,、uh, the the struggles, the the fights that we go through, and.、Um, Nobody sees that, and nobody talks about it. It's like forbidden to talk about your failures and about the, your hardships, and show people that the, you're human and shed a tear. So I'm here today to talk about all the shit and all the because <laughs> this is gonna be real. This is real. This is、oh、life. I love、yeah. that. Wow, that that's so incredible, Pat. So. Bring, take us back. Tell us a little bit about the background. How does all incredible things get started?、Um, actually, I'm gonna take you way, way back to the minute that I realized, first of all, that I need to work. <laughs> to, yeah, that I need to work just to eat. That was by the. I was、uh, around fourteen. Fourteen.、Um, I was a kid. And I remember that、uh, my mom and my、uh, brother just、um, flew to Australia because my sister was living there back then, and she was married and she had a child. So my sister and my brother and my mom just took off to Australia, and I was left alone with my father. My father is an absentee kind of dad.、Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he works twenty four seven. You know, I don't, I didn't really got to know him. If I wanted to know him, I just needed to work with him. He's an electrician, so、mm-hmm. I worked with him throughout the years just to get to know my father. You know, 
So uh, when they left, I remember that I, uh, my mom used to take care of the bills and, and some of the things that uh, was going on, let's say, in the grocery store. And I remember that I went to the local grocery store uh, right near my home. And uh, I was uh, used to go there and take whatever I want and put and tell the uh, cashier, just put it on my parents' tab, on my mom. Like, she will pay later, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, good. So he told me, your mother is not here. And uh, if you want it, you got to pay. I said, I said, so my father will pay. Like, you know, I'm 14. What do I know? He said, if you want, uh, if you want it, I, I just wanted to, to take some cereals and snacks, you know, before school. And just so I have something to eat at lunch break. And, and he told me, if you want it, you got to pay for it. And I said, yeah, but I don't know what money is. Like, you know, I didn't know what money is. I knew that uh, money mm-hmm. was hard to get because I saw my father work his ass off all the time. So I told him, um, so what, what can I do? He told me, you can help me work with me and earn, earn the right to take this. He didn't mention money back then. He said, if you work with me, you know, stack the shelves and do some, uh, you know, cleaning around, I will give you this. And I thought, okay, how much time do I need to work? What do I need to do? He told, he told me, clean the she- uh, stack the shelves, clean the floor, do this about three or four hours just to get some snacks and cereals. Like, you know, <laughs> totally violation of human rights, but, you know, <laughs> it's all good. So uh, I did it. And then I thought, okay, I want to eat again. So it means that I need to work three hours or four hours more to get it. So I got back to the, to the store and I, um, and I did it again. And you probably ask, yeah, but you lived with your father. He can yeah. support. Yeah. So my father um, really took care of himself and, and not really, you know, we, we weren't so close. Um, and mm-hmm. I barely saw him around the house. And he just buy food for me, for himself. Uh, he used to buy food for the house, but not so much. And all the things that I wanted, because I wanted cereals and snacks, and he didn't want to give it to me. So I understood that I gotta work. This is where, wow. I, yeah. And then I started working at four different places. I got a job as a, a busboy. I got a um, job as a waiter. And, you know, so I did a lot of, a lot of things that I didn't really want to do, but I thought, I thought the more I work, the more money I will have. Like that was because I saw my father, I saw my mother, I knew that I need to work. So I thought, yeah, I will work hard and I will make money because I heard at home all the time, work hard and get good education, buy a home, pay your bills and drop that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I didn't really like that setting. So uh, by the age of 18, I joined the military in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mandatory. I served for three years. Uh, and uh, and in, in Israel, there is something that's called like lone soldier. If mm-hmm. your parents are not supporting you or you need some help uh, and you're in a bad financial, financial situation, the army will help you, support you a little bit. So they supported me and uh, I got paid more than usual uh, soldiers, um, but I wasn't a good soldier. I, I didn't like the, uh, the discipline and I didn't like be bossed around, you know? So I thought, okay, what can I do to stop this 
this struggle. So I hurt myself. This is the first time that I hurt myself in the army. I literally cut my own foot, oh. cut my own leg. Yeah, just to be able not to do like, not to be a fighter, to be what we called like a desk job in the okay. army. So I can go to work, you know, to make money. Because in the army, I was making around uh, $1,200. And when I was um, working, I made around 4000 So I thought I will not give my all, all of my time to the army because I am not making money. And it was all about the money back then, by the way. Mm-hmm. Why? So, yeah. So I just started. Uh, I, I went to the psychiatrist in the, in the military. I remember that uh, I told him, get me off this this um get me off this uh this uh, platoon and he told me uh, as long as you are well and healthy you're gonna serve and you're gonna do what the soldier gotta do you're gonna have a weapon and everything and i told him what i need to do like in order not to do that and he said if you're unable to wear closed shoes we can dismiss you and i thought you didn't need to tell me that and i just Took a, I just took a scotch bright, you know, the one that we clean, uh, clean the dishes with, the one with um, mm-hmm. metal, metal. And I just took off my shoe and started scratching the hell out of my, my leg. I still oh had heart and I was bleeding and oh. I couldn't wear shoes for about three months because I really scratched myself. Wow. Really, I cut myself bad. And uh, they gave me a mental profile. They told me, you're not mentally, um, you're mentally ill. Like something's really wrong with you. And I know, and I knew that something is wrong with me because I didn't want to do it. And I was willing to do whatever it takes. So I did it. Um, so that was, that was, that really built my character. And throughout the army, I made a lot of money. I, uh, and I started, I, I got to know a guy uh, who told me, read the book. Uh, rich dad poor dad it's a great book and it will help you think different you don't need to work for the money the money can work for you and I was you know that was a great that was a new concept for me I was the age of 20 and I was like the money can work for me what do you mean I don't need to work my ass off like my father you know this is all I knew and he said yeah you don't need to work your ass off you can read the book implement what he says and just Go ahead with your life and you will be rich. You will be entrepreneur. That was the first time I learned the word entrepreneur. I like that. I really do. I love that. I said, mm, I'm going to be entrepreneur. I have no idea what it meant, but I love that. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, um, I was uh, dismissed from the army. I finished my service and I started a business. The army gave me some money to start my life. And mm-hmm. I started a business and I made them some more money. Uh, I saved a lot of money. So I had some money to open a business because in Rich That Poor that he says, you can be entrepreneur, business owner, you know, and I thought I'm going to be a business owner. I love it. Mm-hmm. And but what do I love to do? I love to be a bartender because, you know, I can meet girls and I can make money because I thought I want to get to know girls and I want mm-hmm. a lot of money. And, you know, it seems like the perfect combination. so i opened up a bar and it didn't go like i was expecting of course the first business i lost a lot of money and and i thought 
mm, that sucks. Like, what do I do now? And then I thought, let's go to Las Vegas of Israel. Las Vegas of Israel is a place that 24-7 is open, a, a lot of bars, a lot of beautiful women, all, all of the people in Israel go there to, for vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, there are no rules in this place. Is it place. Halebi? Uh, no, it's Elat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, there, was, there are no rules in this place. And I thought, <laughs> I will go there and I will meet and I will fuck all the ladies and I will make all the money. So uh, I went there. And I started working as a bartender in some lame-ass bar because I wanted to get to know the people and see how I can, you know, make it happen. Uh, and uh, I remember that a, a client just, uh, I was working at the bar and the client was very rude and he threw a glass at my head oh. uh, because, I, you know, it was a club and a lot of noise and I didn't get to, and I didn't saw the person and he yelled at me just to get, you know, get my attention, but I didn't saw him because I was so confused back then, you know, I was a new bartender there and I, the volume is so high. So he just mm-hmm. threw glass at me. And I remember that I looked at the person, I wanted to kill him, mm-hmm. uh, but he was a gangster. And oh. some guy told me, don't fuck with him. He will kill you. Like he will literally kill you. And I was, I, I went to the security guard and I went to the owner of the club and I told him, this guy hurt me. Let's, let's like kick him out or do something. He said, no, 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 no. I, I rather kick you out than not him. And I said, so are, you're not going to do anything? He said, no. And I bleed from my head. And I'm like, I was crying because I wanted to kill the guy. And I knew that I cannot do anything because he is way stronger than me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there, like, even if I do something to him, he will hunt me. Mm-hmm. So I was frustrated and I just um, quit. And I just went to a local, small, tiny bar. Um, and I remember when I went there, that was, a, that was like a small bar, 20 people. And I got to know the owner. And uh, he told me I saw that he was struggling in this place. And I told him, I can help you, like, lift this place up. And he said, really? I said, yes, but I have no money. I have a lot of passion and a lot of desire, and I know that I can do it. And I know that I can help you make this place amazing. What do you say? And he said, yeah, but I need the money. So I made some calls. I, uh, tr- I borrowed money from, from my uh, family. My mom and my sister and my brother got back to Israel a few years back. And I just, um, yeah, I just borrowed some money and from my uncle also. And I opened the bar. I, I got in partnership with him and I opened Wow. The bar. Wait, yeah. so on that same night? Uh, no, f- about uh, two weeks later. Okay. So in that, in that interesting story you just told, would it be fair to say that is good that the guy hurt you in that bar so you quit and that's how you met this business owner and that's how you start your venture again everything that happened in my life was a blessing everything it's wow it's fascinating sleeping on the floor being hungry for about a month eat one meal a day drink just water for a week because i had no money a lot of good stuff all good and I love every minute of every struggle I ever encountered because it mm-hmm. built my character, who I am today. And today I can say that I'm, I don't want to say unbreakable because it would be arrogant to say that, uh, but I feel strong. I That's feel beautiful. I feel so strong and I feel that God has blessed me in every challenge that he gave me. And I'm thankful and grateful for every person who told me, 
you're weak, you cannot do this. Uh, um, the bank manager who says, who told me, I will not give you the loan. You know, all the creditors they used to call me, you told us the check was in the mail and, and they called me and all the people who really pushed me into being who I am today. So I'm grateful for every, each and one of them. Uh, so all how, the, yeah. How do you push through? That's the thing that you just described sounds really difficult. That's, yeah, that's, it is. And I got to a point in my life that I was contemplating suicide because I said to myself then, and, and I will get to it because I would, yeah. I would, um, so I got into partnership with this guy and mm. eventually I bought the entire place. Wow. And after I bought it, I bought the rights to this place because the property was owned by another company. And after I bought it, Maybe three weeks after I bought it, the landlord calls me and says, hey, we're going to sell the entire place now <laughs> and we're going to kick you out. And I was like, yeah, but I just paid all this money. I saved all this money and I paid the guy around 200000 uh, And I told him, I bought the rights to the place and now if you're going to kick me out, I'm going to lose all my investment. She said, well, tough luck. Bye-bye. And I was oh like, my God holy shit like i thought i got it you know i thought like finally in my life i got it because i remember when i bought the rights to the place i was so happy yeah so that went well and then i thought okay what do i do now i thought mm, let's open another business <laughs> I go, wow yeah and i i had no money and i just went to uh the tourist center in his in, in this in this uh, city and I thought, let's see if I can find a place. And I remember going and I was so depressed and so down because I thought, oh, my God, I built a repetition. I built the place. You know, the place was going good. I was making good money, uh, around 30000 a month. I was making a lot of money and I, and I was rich. You know, mm -hmm. I bought a property. I bought my first home, my second home just from this place. Uh, and I was rich and I was happy and it's all good. And I thought, God, why, why, why? I didn't understand. So I went, I started uh, searching for an alternative place. I thought just to copy, you know, the place. So I saw a vacant property. I called up the owner and I told him, do you want to rent me this place? And he said, yeah, but this place, somebody committed suicide in this place. So this place is closed for years. You sure you want it? And I said, I'm sure I want it. I know somebody committed suicide there, but I don't care. I will clean the place and I will make it beautiful again uh, because I had no choice. I needed to find another place to, to open my new bar because this is all I needed. This is all I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. So I went there and I got the place for super cheap, super, super cheap. Uh, and the money, by the way, I got the money from uh, Coca-Cola. I went to Coca-Cola and I told them, listen, guys, I am going to open a bar. I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to make a lot of impact. It's going to be the best place in the world. It's going to be so beautiful. Look at this, at that. And I brought them, I showed them the presentation. I told them I owned the bar before and I know what I'm doing. Believe me, trust me, just, just give me the money now and I will pay you later. Like give me 200,000 now and, and you, they promise you a discount. They say, if you buy in a million dollars, they, you will get a discount, like 20%. Mm -hmm. So I told them, listen, what we're going to do. You give me the discount now, okay, in advance. Give me the cash discount. And I will buy $1 million worth of supplies of alcohol from you guys. 
and this is how I'm going to pay you back. You don't need to give me discounts throughout the month, throughout the uh, the business that that I will purchase. Just give it to me now, and then I will just pay full price without discount. And they said, "Okay, that sounds like a deal." And this is how I got my the, the, all the money. So wow. I place. You are so resourceful, Paz. That's incredible. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. I gotta say. <laughs> how do you just get those idea? And at that point, your first business just failed. Like, how do you able to just really, really just so energize and get the next deal done? Like, that's incredible courage and perseverance. I, I knew that I cannot go back to be a bartender. If somebody will throw a glass at me one more time, I will slit his throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I couldn't go back. I couldn't. There was there wasn't an option. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. By the way, it wasn't an option. So you burned the boat. I burned the boat. Yeah, there was no boats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't burn the boat. There were no boats. Like it was mm-hmm. do or die for me. No boat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, and this is how I started this business. Uh, and then, by the way, uh, the landlord of the my first bar called me and said, "Listen, the buyer changed his mind. You can stay." And I was oh. like. Oh my God, now I have two businesses. What I'm going to do? How I'm going to do it? I, I don't know how to run two businesses. And then I thought, challenge accepted. Let's make wow. it happen. So I own two bars. And then I thought, after th- three months of owning two bars, successful ones, that was amazing. I thought, if I can manage two, I can manage three. Let's open another one. I go mm-hmm. to Coca-Cola again. Listen, you guys, I got this great idea. Open the bar. It's going to be 24 uh, plus. Like it's going to be like uh, for older people because my bars were for younger, for 18, 18, 24. And mm-hmm. I thought it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a cocktail bar and a restaurant. It's going to be beautiful. Ta, 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 ta. You know, I started telling them all the, showing them the vision. They say, okay, take the money now and pay us back later. And I thought, okay, three bars, no money down. Beautiful. Let's make it happen. I found the partner. We made it happen. That was beautiful. Three businesses. That was absolutely beautiful. And then I started opening a lot of bars, restaurants, just in that method, because I knew that I can do it. And then the bank gave me these uh, loans because they saw that I have a lot of equity and I owned a lot of, I owned by then about 10 properties, 10 uh, uh, apartments that I owned because I bought real estate. And I bought businesses, and then I start growing and growing and growing into this huge company. Mm-hmm. Uh, this company name was Paz Holdings, mm-hmm. uh, INC. That was a corporate. And yeah, so I made all the money. I was uh, super rich, and then I hit rock bottom. I was super poor. Uh, I lost it all. By the way, during this uh, time when I was owning my company, uh, when I when I opened like my seventh business i went back bankrupt and then i started my eight nine ten business rich again it's 11 i think yeah the 11th business bankrupt again like super rich broke super rich broke and and now i know why by the way i was unhappy and i was uh, ungrateful i wasn't grateful for everything i had i thought that i was the king of the world I didn't show gratitude to my uh, to God. I didn't show gratitude to no one. I was a king, you know. I I, I was a king. This is how I, a dictator because I didn't really pay much attention to other people. 
I paid attention to myself and I was care I cared about my own kingdom. Uh, and God just humbled me, you know? Um, and I love that. And I love that because every time I was down, I was looking up and I said, God help me. And he was there, you know? But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And I think that God God's way to tell me, to show me the way to happiness and teach other people uh, was very interesting because when I was rich and unhappy, I remember that I thought to myself, oh my God, I have all this money and I'm unhappy. What do I do now? You know, like they told me when you will have money, you will be happy. Okay, I got the money. Where's the happiness? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think that God told me, okay, you have money, you don't have money and you're unhappy. You think that you will be happy with money? Let me give you money. He gave me money. And then when I have a lot of money, I was unhappy and he said, oh, now you got all the money you need and you're unhappy. Maybe if you will not have money, you will be happy. You know? And I think God tried to show me the way to happiness because this is what it's all about. The life is the journey of happiness, not making money. And, and by the age of 30, I again lost everything. I came to the States, started my real estate group, um, made a lot of money. And by the age of 30, Three, 33, I lost it all again, made a lot of mistakes, and that's okay. I learned from them. I bought some properties I shouldn't have bought. Uh, I did a lot of deals that I shouldn't have done because I didn't knew, know when I was, again, arrogant because I thought I knew everything and I can buy, you know, $2 million, $3 million worth of real estate. I can buy, like, a portfolio of someone without even checking it, just going with, with my arrogant gut that mm, I will buy that. That's okay. It's all good. It's all good. You know, just spend the money because I didn't really care because again, I was unhappy. So I made decisions quickly, but uh, I made him uh, made the decisions based on thinking it will make me happy. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. so, yeah. Uh, around that time, my relationship started the serial grading uh, not because of the money, by the way, we still have money when we still, I still had uh, millions when uh, we decided to break up. Um, actually, it's my ex-fiance. She decided that she don't want to uh, be with me anymore because I was, um, I was working a lot. Uh, I told her, you're, you're not going to work ever. And she wasn't working while she was with me because I told her, you're not going to work. She's an actress. And I told her, you're going to do, you're just going to be an actress and you're not going to work. So I kind of crippled, crippled her. Uh, in in a way, because I really forbid her to do anything. Uh, I told her, you need money, you got it. You don't need to wor worry about nothing. And that crippled her. And she told me, like, I want to break free. And you are not letting me, uh, like, be independent, you know, have her own money. Because every time she needed money, she needed to tell me, I need money. Even when I gave her a credit card, like, I saw the charges, you know, she just wanted to be independent. So I get it. And I respect it. Uh, so we broke up in a good term. It's all good. By the way, we're still in touch. We're still best friends. It's beautiful. And now even now, now we get along better than we used to when we were <laughs> engaged. Oh. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I moved to Mexico. By the way, I lost 1.6 million. And I moved to Mexico. Oh. Uh, bad, uh, bad deals. A lot of bad deals. Mm. Uh, that was accumulation of uh, of um, yeah 
at this point, you have so many wins and losses along the way and past. How do you not being discouraged? It sounds like a almost not easy, but here you tell the story in the past, you know, five ten minutes. It's like a roller coaster, but you say like, oh, I win it and I lost it and I got it again and I lost it again. How do you able to overcome that? I never took it like too seriously. Like when I lost money or when I got money, mm-hmm. I never took it too seriously. I don't know. I, I never look at it. Was money. it like a game for you? Yeah. I always call money points. <laughs> it's points that I'm, it's, it's a point. You know, I never thought about money as like, oh my God, money. I knew that money can come, money can go. And I remember that I learned from one of my business partners. He told me that was a great lesson for me. He told me whatever money can buy, if you can buy it with money, it's not important. Mm. And, and I love that. And then I looked at money differently for the rest of my life. And I knew that if I can buy it with money, it's not important. Uh, and I love that. It's still... I still believe that, that if you mm-hmm. can buy money, it's not important. You cannot Beautiful. buy love. You cannot buy family. You cannot buy friends. You mm-hmm. cannot. Beautiful. And I'm curious, Pass, at this point, what drives you? Is it just money, more businesses? What motivates you at this point? Back then, I just, I just wanted to find the happiness. Like mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 33, I thought, okay, stop. Really, stop it. You were rich. You were poor. And, and you was were unhappy during all of this. Now it's time for you to get your shit together and learn how to be happy. So I came to Mexico about 11 months ago now. Uh, and I came here just to relax, find myself, find my true happiness. And I remember I came here uh, 11 months ago with 1.6 million in debt uh, with... $200 in my pocket. And when I got here, by the way, uh, the border, the customs, they took all of my money. <laughs> Why? Because I came here with uh, two computers, very expensive computers. Mm-hmm. And they let you get in with one computer. And, oh. and I told them, uh, okay, so just take one of them. And it was worth like three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. And they said, no, 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 no. We cannot take it. You need to pay Two hundred dollars, uh, and that was all I had to, uh, yeah, to uh, like as a fine. And I told them, yeah, but take it. They said, no, you're gonna pay. I said, but I don't. I this is all I have. I said, I we don't care. And they kept me there for a few hours, and I was arguing with them, with them. Um, and by the way, the money that I had was uh, just in my bank account, not cash. Okay. I had it in my debit card. On my debit card, this is all I had. And I mm. couldn't withdraw the money because my card did not went through international. It was a debit oh. card. So I needed to beg people to help me to pay the fine. And I told them, I promise you that I will find a way to pay, to pay you back because I got $200. Uh, and I promised that I will find a way to help to get it to you. So I was able to a stranger. Yeah. I begged people there. I just stopped them. Listen, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And yeah, that was hard because they they told me you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere until you pay it. Uh, So that was hard. I was crying. I was frustrated. 
and I found a guy that was uh, uh, kind enough to do this, and I transferred the money via PayPal. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was the way that I could have done that. And I thought, okay, okay, now what? Now what? Like, I, uh, what do I do now? What brought you to Mexico in the first place? Uh, I wanted a place that uh, there is a beach, sun, uh, and I know Mexico. I was here before. Mm. And I wanted a place that I, uh, just to chill, you know, and to find my own self again. Because I knew that if I got some time alone, you know, at the beach, I will be okay. Mm. And, yeah. And lucky for me, by the way, I booked the car before I, uh, I, um, I got here to Mexico. So I had a car just for one day. Wow. To get to the to get to a place, and I and I booked a place just to stay like three nights. Wow! And, and by the way, the <laughs> it's funny when I came here, I misplaced my order, so I couldn't sleep there because I didn't. I I I I, I was at the property, and they told me your reservation reservation is for tomorrow, not for today. Oh! <laughs> and I couldn't purchase anything else to you know. To um, mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I just couldn't uh, afford any anywhere else. So I just that was my homeless day, and uh, that was rough. I gotta say, but I got. What did you do? Uh, I couldn't sleep in the car, by the way, because my car was packed with stuff, and it was a very small small car. There was no way, so I needed to sleep on the floor, on the street. So yeah, that was super hard but and I was crying and I remember I thought okay this is how I'm gonna die <laughs> like that's it did you regret your decision at the point never I never regret I I don't know that feeling of regret that's amazing yeah so and, you were you were choosing Mexico to relax and you came here first day all your money was taken mm-hmm. there was a misalignment so I had to sleep on the street which yeah. is not quite relaxing No, and by the way, I had no Facebook, I had no social media, I had just Instagram, but I, I was very, I didn't know how to operate my account there, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't have any leads, any clients, nothing, I came here with nothing, with no hope, you know, nothing, and, and I remember I called my family, they couldn't help me, they were broke, they are, they, they, they had nothing to help me with. Uh, and I thought I, I need I, I gotta do something. I don't know. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. And by the grace of God, you know, I remember I tried to, you know, Starbucks, you can uh, charge uh, you can use PayPal to charge your uh, Starbucks account. Um, and you know you can buy like um, because I had no money and I thought, If I can charge maybe my PayPal account, maybe I can get into a negative balance. And, you know, I thought, what can I do? And I remember I tried to uh, load my Starbucks account with some money so I can buy food. And I remember that it didn't went through. And I tried again and again and again. And I saw like a, <laughs> a Starbucks uh, somehow sending me email. If you need help uh, with your account, load your account. Just contact us. And I contact them. Uh, and I remember I was uh, talking to a guy and I told him I tried 
to load my account with money, but I couldn't. And I told him, listen, that is, oh my God, I can cry just telling it because God really was there. And I told the guy, I'm really hungry. I got to eat. I have no money. And he, char- and he put in my Starbucks account $10. You know, that was one of the happiest moments of my life. Wow. Yeah. And I ate. And, and I got a place, a crappy place to sleep. How? With the $10? Um, I, I really, I snuck into a place. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how. I had Wi-Fi <laughs> from the neighbors. Uh, here in Mexico, the Wi-Fi, it's pretty much like people don't put passwords. They don't really give a shit. And I decided I started messaging people to old people that I talked to just so they can hire me as a coach. And with God's grace, people start replying and told me, yes, 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 I will. I want you as a, as a coach. I want you as a coach. And I remember I got like $1,000. Like the day after, I was like, oh, holy shit, I'm rich. I got $1,000. I remember I went to an hotel and I bought food and was having a frenzy. And then, uh, yeah, and then I started believing that God is with me. And I started recording my journey. Uh, and I knew that I was going to get out of it. I read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, I, um, I really helped myself. And by the way, back then, I was a Bob Proctor's consultant, and I had a mentor that could help me, but I didn't want to reach out because I didn't know what to say. And then I reached out to the mentor, and he helped me, got me on the right track, and I started making a lot of money really quick, really quick. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, one client, two, three, four, five, and then it started pouring in. And now I got over 300 active clients. And I made That's more beautiful. than 1 million, more than 1 million, <laughs> way more than a million in the past 10, 10 months. And, and I remember when I was making all the money and everything, I thought to myself, holy shit, like, wow, I was amazed. I was amazed by myself, and I remember that I told myself, never give up, never lose faith, never. And you know what? I thought to myself, you are a unique fucking creature, you know? And I was talking to myself, by the way, I I did seminars in this crappy place. I did seminars for myself. I motivated the shit out of myself. I was like pounding my own chest, like, you got it, you got it, you can do it, you got it. I know it's hard. I know you're hungry, but don't give up. Because if you give up, like people will not know you. And by the way, before the minute that I wanted to give up and I literally wanted to hang myself, my mom called me and told me, Paz, your uncle committed suicide. And this is where, where I understood that I cannot take my own life because I don't want to disappoint my mom. By the way, that was the turning point. Because I, I thought just to end it, because I thought I am not happy when I have money, I'm not happy. When I'm broke, let's end it. So then my mom called me and just stopped me from doing it. She, did, she, don't, know, she don't know that I was contemplating suicide back then. Mm-hmm. When was that? Was it before or after Mexico? It was 10 months ago. Wow. So you were at Mexico that first month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first month before I start making money, before I start uh, 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 digging myself out of this hole, that was like uh, f- the first months that I was here in Mexico. And this is like everything turned around because I 
look at the sky and I told God, if you want me here, help me. I, what I need... was that? Was that one month, the rock it... bottom that you experienced your entire life? Yeah, that was two weeks in when I was, yeah, it was the first two weeks in Mexico. Um, and I remember that God just, just, it was like an epiphany. He told me, they need you. All, of, all the things you went through, you went through for a reason, use it. I was like, who needs me? How can I use what? And then I started calling people that had been worse than me, uh, had uh, difficult times, and I just offered to help them. Uh, for free at first, and I called to everybody that I know. Eventually, people uh, hired me as a coach, uh, and this is how I got myself out of this mess. Um, yeah, and now, thank God, like, you know, I look at myself and I say, you survived, and all of us, all the people that are listening right now, we survived 100% of everything we went through. We sur- I survived breakup. I survived break- bankruptcy. I survived hunger. I survived homeless. I survived, you know, struggles. I survived all the things that, oh, in life. And everybody that is listening, listening right now, you are the most incredible creature in the world. You survived 100% of everything. You know, we have 100 success, uh, 100% percent success rate of surviving so if we survive that before we can do it again and i knew that if i survived everything i went through i can help everybody to do the same and and not and everything is is possible everything nothing is impossible and beautiful yeah now you know it's all good <laughs> <laughs> wow what a what a journey pass i i am just so amazed inspired um, I'm curious, Pass. Um, one, I call it, I, knew the, I knew the answer, but I'm going to ask, would you change anything looking at your path? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not a that's, thing. That's beautiful. And secondly, if you will go back, what would you tell your younger version of yourself? Sounds like there's a lot of up and downs until you find who you truly are today. One of the things that I did I never look back, by the way. I never ask myself what I would tell my younger self. I always looked up and I had an image of who I want to be. And I mm. always that image of who I want to be. And all the time that image, that person, my alter ego, if you will, uh, my 90-year-old pause, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the man that went through it all. I remember that I talked to him and I talked to him till this day. And today we have a a great talk. And he told me, you got this. You got this. Like, I know it's hard now. You got this. Just, just went through, just go through this small thing and, and you got this. It's all good because you are rich. Like, look at, at your 90 year old self, rich, happy, wealthy, everything. And now you're going through this. It's just another bump in the road. It's all good. And I was thinking, it's not a bump in the road. I'm going to kill myself. What's bump in the road? You got this. You got this. And this small voice always tells me, things always working out for you. Just stay strong and do whatever you can with whatever you have. As long as it's true and aligned with your goal, just do it and you will be, and, and, you, will, and you will get it. And this is true. I did it and I got it. 
Beautiful.、Um, I love that you had this attitude. Instead of looking back, you have a ninety-two years of past that you have a conversation with daily to recheck in with yourself and give yourself that that wisdom. If I may, that's that's so beautiful.、Um, I wonder, past today, you done a lot. You achieve a ton as well. What is success looking for you? Happiness. Happiness. And I. That's beautiful. Are you there yet? I'm here. Oh.、Yeah. I'm here. I know what happiness is. I got it finally, and I'm working on it. And by the way, success is success. Happiness will leave you if you don't cultivate it. And by the way, I wrote a book. I'm about to finish it. The name of the book is "Be the One Percent," because only one percent of the population are wealthy and happy. And I got the formula of being wealthy and happy. And、wow. Yeah, and it's very. By the way, I work on it every day. Happiness will leave you if you don't cultivate it. Happiness is a relationship. It's a relationship that you need to love. It's a relationship with yourself. You gotta love yourself. You gotta appreciate yourself. You gotta be grateful. You gotta love other people. You gotta give back to society, even if you don't have nothing. And I、mm-hmm. remember that I had like one hundred pesos. It's like small amount of money, but this is pretty much all I had. And I saw a homeless, and I gave it to him. You can never go broke with giving, you know. And yeah, so happiness. Beautiful. This is happiness for me.、Mm-hmm, beautiful. And you know, for our listeners who may be、um, also struggling along the way and find that success, find their own happiness. Uh, Paz, do you have any maybe simple advice or suggestions that people can do every day that、um, can help them to get to their own happiness? Do something for other people. Do something nice for other other people because there is a level of happiness that you can achieve, and it will be just temporary. But when you help other people、uh, and make them happy, help them. Say kind words. You know, you don't need to help them.、Uh, You know, coach them or something. You can just be kind, be nice, listen to them,、uh, give them good advice,、uh, encourage them, tell them everything will be okay. Make someone else smile. Go out on the street if you got one dollar, ten dollars. Find a homeless guy, give it to him, make him happy. Sit down with him, talk to him, give him company. You know, there is a million of things you can do to make other people happy.、Mm-hmm. So the true happiness is when when you give, not what you when you get. Uh, I love I love what you said about you know finding the happiness in yourself is to bring the joy and happiness to others. It's、oh, so、yeah. beautiful. And be grateful for what you have right here, right now. Don't think about what you went through, because it's in the past. So just let it go, and don't be dreaded about the future, because tomorrow never comes. So just be happy. <laughs> Right here, right now. Be grateful being alive. And I always say, I don't know you. I don't know. I don't know who listens to this right now. But I can give you fifty things to be grateful for. Fifty things, and I don't even know you. If you got a home, be grateful that you can put a key into the lock, open it, and call this place a home. If you can afford food, if you have food, be grateful for that. If you can hear me now. Be grateful that you can hear. Some people are deaf and mute. You can talk. You can see. You can taste. You can feel. You have both of your la- arms and legs. You can breathe. 
you can think this is the highest thing you can think you can love someone loves you you love someone else you know it's so easy to 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 be grateful we got so much things to be grateful and sometimes people say to me yeah my life sucks i don't know how can it be grateful mm-hmm. so i just gave you some things to be grateful for so beautiful I, I love what you said, Paz, and, you know, I'm myself also, you know, I'm grateful for you being such an incredible coach that have so many beautiful wisdom to share. And I'm curious, um, not just myself, but I, you know, I know a lot of listeners are want to be grateful, want to be happy every day, but sometimes shit happens, right? Sometimes you're just not always in a beautiful state. What I... is one advice you can give to help people pull out of that that funkiness if i made and really Mm -hmm. just be present okay i'm unhappy every day by by the way what i am unhappy every day every day i'm unhappy every day until i start because when you're unhappy it means that you your thoughts take over uh, and you start moving towards negative route so what i do when i'm unhappy every day by the way I start writing down what I'm grateful for. This is the number one thing. The second thing that I do also, if I got a huge problem or something that really bothers me, I write it down on a piece of paper and I think about it and I read it and I tell, I tell myself, okay, what, 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 why? What, what do you mean? Why are you feeling bad right now? What's going on? Let, let's see. And I put it on a piece of paper and I really look at the paper and then I think the problem is in, in me or on the paper and I said yeah it's on the paper not in my own head I said hmm that's interesting I take the paper I burn it and I said bye bye to the problem (laughs) yeah and uh, by the way you will be unhappy my friends every day Mm -hmm. but it's fine it's fine this is how you know we need that that unhappiness to 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 feel happy you know you got Mm -hmm. happy to be unhappy uh, and this thing and this thing will always always be that it doesn't matter how much money you have you can be rich and 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 wealthy like you know billions of dollars mm-hmm. but still feel unhappy once in a while because when you feel unhappy it causes you to do something it causes you to contribute more it causes you when you're un- unhappy and you help other people you know this is the way if you think of your life that you will be happy all the time it will be boring. You don't want that. <laughs> yes. So we got that a, is so true. We get a daily reminder of unhappiness, you know? It's cool. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Move on. It's all good. That's beautiful. So today, you know, with all the incredible things that you've done, you accomplished, what is really the meaning of everything? And what do you what are you going? Give back. I donate a lot of money. I give back a lot. A lot. Uh, I help people. Uh, who is in need um, and I just give give, 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 give I just give, I think living is giving and uh, yeah, and I love helping un- entrepreneurs because they are the people to, that will change the world beautiful yeah. that is so beautiful um, Paz, I, I really appreciate your time today and thank you for being so authentic and share all those vulnerability those vulnerable moments that you live through and 
um, your beautiful wisdom to really helping people to see things into different perspectives so they can also step into their true happiness and live life with a purpose. So thank you so much for showing up for all of us. I am deeply appreciate you and everything you share today. Thank you so much. That was amazing. It was my pleasure. <laughs> All right, guys, this is a show for today. I hope you enjoy as much as I do. And I cannot wait to see you guys next time.